Hey everybody, you've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. Hi, I'm Anya. And this is Josh. Andrew's doing a spot-on Anya impression this week. It's really good. You'd almost believe she was in the room. Anya's back, yay! Yeah. Yay! I've been playing that gag for like 48 hours, I'm not gonna lie to you. I was yeah. like, oh, this is gonna be good, I'm gonna imply it to Andrew and we'll all laugh. It worked! Well, it's been so long. I mean, you had other jobs and you're traveling the world. Yeah, she and has you're 17 like, other jobs. Only two other jobs. School. And full-time school. Yeah. And I try to maintain a social life unsuccessfully. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> I mean, stuff happens. It's just maybe not what you plan originally, yeah. you know. That's life. Yes. And I like it when Anya's on. I was working with her last weekend because our poor candy girl, Sarah, I haven't heard an update. <laughs> I assume she's alive. We so. assume. I might have jinxed her by saying you could have food poisoning. Because oh, she said how the seed. she said it wasn't, you know, the flu or something. There was no lead in. Yeah. And she was fine. And all of a sudden she started to feel. And I'm like, oh, that sounds like food poisoning or something. Yeah. So she soldiered through the 630 show. <laughs> And then, so kindly, walked into the box office where I'm sitting reading a comic book. And she's like, <laughs> I don't feel really good. Do you mind if I go? And I'm like, oh, of course. Because I just imagine being like, no, you're going to stay. <laughs> and she just, like, passes out in yeah, front of somebody. We were told when we got hired here that you're not to get sick. Like, yeah, which I thought was a joke, but as it turns out. <laughs> you, you just don't. No, and I haven't yet. I don't want to jinx it. I'll knock. This knock on Yeah, I think that's wood. It seems to be. Yeah, a year and, you know, almost a half, and I have not gotten sick. I've gotten sick right before my day off, and then I'm sick on my day off, which is the worst, because I'm like, oh yeah, I crushed that shift just in time to enjoy being sick. Cut to next episode, and we're like, <laughs> yeah. Eric has the uh, avian flu. <laughs> and I, like, burst through the door, I'm like, are you just recording? I can do it. No. <laughs> I this. But so I worked a 13-plus hour shift. Oh, God. And... Anya did candy bar for the first time in a long time, I, I think. So, it was so nice. Yeah. I missed it so much. I'm so glad that you say that because he was the first person, or I was the first person he texted because I was presenting cinema. And he was like, hey, what are you uh, doing before cinema? And I yeah. thought he was going to be like, let's go play pinball. <laughs> no, let's no. have fun. And then I was I was like, oh, you know, doing dishes, whatever. And he was just like, Sarah's dying. Can you come work, basically? <laughs> it's like the gist of it. And then I felt bad because I was like, but I want to help, but I want to see the movie. And I want to, and then I was like, oh, maybe Anya can do candy bar. And, and, and I just felt so guilty literally for hours. And I got here and Anya's like, uh, it's fine. And she looked shocked that I was, <laughs> I thought it was a thing. I was like, I'm so sorry that you guys had to go through. And she was it's like, fine. what are you even talking about? I had like, I a, love candy bar. Yeah. I had a worst case scenario in my head of you working candy bar, then going to introduce the film, then and running. me working candy bar because it's a free screening. Yeah. And just kind of being like, if you don't have a membership, give me ten dollars. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> you're not sneaking in, are you? I can't yeah. quite see. Yeah, but, that, that yeah. worked out well. And Anya got to make some tip money. So, oh, it was great. It I was, was there. And it, was, it was the first time I made tips in a very, very, very long time. That's how I felt like it could, when Andrew was going to have it because he was doing Monday night for Reality Bites, and then it was not as busy as we thought it would be. And, yeah. I, and I kept hyping it up. I was like, "Oh, you're going to get some good tips." And then I think it was a slow night, and I'm like, "Well, it's very interesting how you just can't tell because." And I'm so mad because that means that angry person on Twitter was right. Damn it. I said, well, the I second night was better. There was an angry person on Twitter who, and you know, everybody likes different things. And Winona Ryder's done 50 movies, and she was very mad that we were screening Reality Bites versus something else. Oh. And so I replied. I said, well, it's not my favorite film either, but Winona's done a lot of films. A lot aren't available. Like, yeah. we, we couldn't get Beetlejuice, you know? And But she was just so angry. And so I was hoping to be like, we had 300 people. But now yeah. you'd be like, no, it was the least successful of the four. It's still, <laughs> but it's weird, though, because that it's a no-brainer choice, I would have thought. Oh, like, yeah. Because even Melissa, who kind of picked most of the movies, like yeah, she yeah. was like, I haven't seen it. 
and I and I was like, trust me, like it, you kind of have to pick Reality Bites. Like it's it's just a seminal film of hers. And you go every you know ten or twenty years for a teenage young adult movie. Yeah. And it's you know American Graffiti and Reality Bites. And then possibly, I don't know what's after that, like Clerks or Ten Things I yeah. Hate About You. I'm going to say Superbad for no real super reason, bad, just because yeah. it's fun. But it was worth it because a friend of a friend, it was her birthday, and she was oh. looking for an excuse to visit Ottawa. And when she found out that Reality Bites was screening, I believe she had never seen it on the big screen, but it was her favorite movie. I heard about this person. So she came from New York to Ottawa oh yeah. my goodness. to go to the Mayfair. That's crazy. And she also stayed for the weekend and did other things. But I like to say she just came for that. That's what I assumed. <laughs> so Melissa told me that. We VIP'd her and got her a couch, and she thought it was amazing and took pictures of oh, our man. little mini um, marquee that had Winona Ryder Fest. And <laughs> it was great. So I love stories like that. Yeah. People coming from far away. Oh, yeah. Because been... we get a bit spoiled where, off the record, we could sneak in after hours and watch a movie. Yeah. Not that it happens. Not that no, it happens. Not never. At all. Never. Nothing with lightsabers. Never. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but normal folks, real folks, can't do that. And so it's really special to catch yeah. your favorite movie on the big screen. That could never happen again, you know? No. So, well, that's how I felt uh, for Edward Scissorhands as well. Because like, I'm yeah. pretty sure I hadn't seen it on the big screen. And that was like just... And, and even included in that was like there was a guy there who had never seen Edward Scissorhands or... Like I think he had said any of the ones we were screening for yeah. Ryder. Like he just... He was a bit older and like it just wasn't in his wheelhouse. And he loved Edward Scissorhands. And he was like, it was a great movie. And I was like, you damn right yeah. it was a great movie. You don't want to tell me that. But it was cool that even like... I'm going to say later in life, but, you know, like someone could see something they t sort of maybe turned their nose up at in the oh, 90s yeah. and are just like, wow, that actually was a legitimately good film, like well-written, well, you know, whatever. Well, some movie nerd tweeted recently that they never get angry at somebody when they haven't seen something. They just go, oh, that's cool. You still get to see yeah. Citizen Kane or The Godfather or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, because we all have holes in our movie geek list. Okay. And I've yeah. had some bad ones that I'm, I hate to admit. There's a few that like, I've never seen Godfather two. Okay, yeah, I've seen one and three. So I don't know if that's, <laughs> that's like, offsets it. And and like I feel like I haven't seen Back to the Future two. But yeah. I'm really, it's kind of a blur. I've seen three 15 times, <laughs> yeah. but not two. I'm like, how did that even... And it's because whatever was playing on CTV that I taped onto a VHS as a kid. And I was, so I've seen Temple of Doom like 30 times. But, you know, all these weird cuts of things. My uh, thing where Lee was like, oh my gosh, I am so jealous. It was last December. I had just finished all of my final exams. And then I had the Blu-ray collection of all of the Star Wars oh, movies. Yeah. I had never seen the Star Wars oh, movies. That, there was a so, running gag where you didn't know the names of vehicles and characters. And he would yeah. be like, what's that called? And you'd be like, Baba Fott or something? <laughs> like a, that's terrible. Did you watch, that's not an impression of you, by the way. <laughs> how many days did you watch them in? Three days. Oh, wow. Like two a day? Something like that. So that I was. Burn. It was great. I was well rested. <laughs> yeah. I like woke up, had my morning coffee, and slowly drank my coffee while watching these movies. It was fantastic. Yeah, and yeah. Lee was like, "Ah, oh, I'm so jealous." I got. He wished that he could watch these movies for the first time. Yeah. Well, it's. I mean, over the 500th time now for him. Yeah. I don't even know how many times he's been through that, but it's pretty funny that you could, if you did two a day, you still have a bit of a cliffhanger because you finish the Attack of the Clones and you're like, "Oh man, what's gonna happen? I have no idea where this is going." Yeah, and then you watch. Attack of the Clones and A New Hope and you're like God what are they going to do yeah. after this <laughs> it was yeah it was great I was there and I really thoroughly enjoyed the movies yeah I don't know where it came from but Gwen wanted to watch the Clone Wars cartoon she'd never seen it fair enough and so I haven't watched it since it was out and it makes me feel old but that show's almost 10 years old already and so we're watching that I'm re-watching it she realized that she hadn't seen the prequels so at all at all 
So she went back and without me watched yeah. episode one and two, and it's always very interesting. And I like talking Star Wars without Lee here. He'd be proud of us. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't have time for a three-hour episode. Yeah, but my ongoing controversial statement is the prequels aren't the end of the world, ruin your childhood monstrosities you think they are, mm-hmm. and the originals aren't the perfection of cinematic. 10 stars out of 10 that you think they are. Right. Ooh. Yeah. Like, because <laughs> Too you, soon. I saw them, I saw Empire when I was four yeah. and Jedi when I was seven. And when you're a kid, in a good way, you're just joy and wonder and the magic of cinema. Yeah. When you're an adult, for worse, you might look at things and go, oh, that's a weird plot hole. Oh, I don't like that as much. Oh, yeah. that's a weird thing. So I like to just look at movies with that joy and wonder. Mm-hmm. But I get mad when people get so angry about things. And I'm like, no, because I know a lot of kids who are kids are in their teens now Hmm. and they look at it backwards because they like the prequels more and they find the originals a little bit more slow it's like too dated you know yeah yeah. so especially a new hope for some people yeah Yeah, it looks like a bunch of people in the 70s you know (laughs) yeah but I I like it all so she watched it and I was like what'd you think and she's like oh I like them and because she's not coming at it from a super Star Wars nerd point of view Mm -hmm. her childhood isn't ruined because of something you (laughs) know she just looks at it and goes, oh, I like Liam Neeson. And, and That's kind of be the weirder part, too, for like the, the people who watch it when they're young getting older. And they're like, oh, man, Samuel L. Jackson was a thing. Oh, yeah. And like Liam Neeson, like all these people. And you're just like, wow, they were things before these movies, you know? And so she hasn't watched episode three. So we're going to watch oh, that man. after where <laughs> she will have five years of cartoons where she gets really attached to Anakin. Yeah. And then Anakin goes crazy and yeah, kills yeah. a daycare center. You know? And like, she she kind of... She knows how she knows. the story goes, right? Yeah. Because like, it's not like that's a spoiler they've kept for years. It's weird that they develop this good guy for five years on a show. Yeah. And then theoretically, if you're watching him chronologically... Mm-hmm. Then he goes crazy and kills all his friends. And, and I'm gonna say right now, I've actually never seen that show either. Like, oh, it's I, good. I've seen all of Rebels, but yeah. I've never seen Clone Wars, which is backwards. But I think Clone Wars, which George Lucas was actually involved with, yeah, is the best thing to come out of the prequel era because I, I think more development of characters mm. and, and they did I think 25 episodes a year for five yeah. years and they had the shorts I had I saw the shorts like the very very first thing they put out that was Clone Wars and they were like five to seven minute epis on uh, Cartoon Network or something yeah. like that and they would just play in between shows yeah they were really good I loved those like yeah. I saw all of those and they were amazing but I never actually saw the show like I just didn't get to it I guess and now I'm like oh god five seasons like, <laughs> yeah it's a this. commitment yeah has she seen Rogue One Yes. Okay. So, she, yeah, she saw that. It's a weird world now because if you have a kid right now, five years from now, do you go one through well, nine? nine? Do you go four, five, six? Or do you start with cartoons because cartoons are cartoons? Do you watch Rogue <laughs> One before yeah. New Hope? It's, it's very complicated. I don't, and, it's very complicated. And I guess, like, my one complaint... Well, I have a lot of complaints, I guess. But my one complaint about the prequels is mainly Phantom Menace's tone is kind of all over the place. And there's a little too much directly kitty stuff. And yeah. yes, Star Wars has kiddie stuff, you know, the, the all those ones all do. But it was just just a little too much, you know? Yeah. Like just a little too much of the Gungan silliness and and stuff. It just But again, I mean, I can't begrudge that if kids loved that. That's yeah. totally fine. Someone posted a picture of Marge Simpson holding a potato and the quote from the show is, I just think they're kinda neat. Yeah. And I admit that's me watching movies. If a movie has a bad review for me, it's really bad. Yeah. Because I could look at a movie and just say Phantom Menace, which a lot of people don't like, and I just go, wow, John Williams' score was so good, and the the costumes, and the lightsaber duel, 
and I'm like, yep, I'm happy, mm-hmm. you know. And so if a movie, if I don't like a movie, it's trouble. You, yeah, it you gotta. Really, you know, yeah. I can't really think of the last time you've been complaining about a movie. I'd be the worst, <laughs> especially if it was like 50-50, like Siskel Ebert, thumbs up, thumbs down. It'd be like, like I can't decide. It'd be like ninety ten. Yeah, you'd be, you'd be, you'd like, be like the Joaquin Phoenix halfway <laughs> yeah. <at> thumb. <laughs> and, and I, because I've worked on some movie sets, almost like a very grandmotherly tone to my voice. I'm, I'm like, oh, they they all tried so yeah. hard. Yeah, the, the musical chairs where they're the same amount of chairs as people. That's your. Yeah. You're like everyone's yeah. a winner. I'll look at a movie and just be like, that looked like a lot of work. You know what it was? Bram Stoker's Dracula that I just watched. Oh, yeah, and you were like, the sets that, are so nice. Is I don't like it. It's it's a real train wreck of a script. Poor Keanu is out of his league, but it just looks like everyone worked really hard. Like yeah, all yeah. The, the makeup is all in camera. Yeah. No CG. Costumes, the score's great, yeah, you know. The shots are framed correctly. But man, every time Keanu's on screen, it's just deer in the headlights. Yeah. <laughs> and, you, and you're like, wow, he's come a long way, I guess. I mean, you know, because at some point people just accepted him and yeah. bam, like, you know, and he's. And I love people who can buy into their own this sort of like jokiness like Shatner like I mean he was never quite Shatner level but yeah. but something like that you know where like someone can ha- poke fun at themselves I, I have a lot of respect for that so yeah if I don't like a movie there's a problem there's a problem yeah. yeah and it's also like it's not like we're gonna rip on movies on here or something like yeah. that like it's, it's also just we love film so well I've caught people a couple of times and I always try to be nice and Canadian about it but someone will pop on Facebook and be like oh I hated this movie and I'll send them a direct message going, Hi, uh, I erased your message. I appreciate your opinion. This isn't a movie website. Yeah, it's this not is IMDb. Where, yeah, <laughs> this is a little independent cinema trying to make money. Yeah. So if you don't like it, that's cool. But go talk about that on some other yeah, film yeah. board. Because yeah. like, it's the Alvin and the Chipmunks joke. You know, We screened a lot of Chipmunk movies, and they did well. But when I wrote my Twitter blurb for it, I didn't put on the one-star review. I put on something nice about it, you yeah. know? Like, I, I yeah. want people to come. I like when you have to search for good quotes. Oh, like my your God. Your quotes are where you're just like, it's a movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, You can tell when some movies, Lady Bird, yeah. if we played that movie 25 times, 25 times I put in a five-star review. Yeah. There's other films, if you see we play for a week, and here's the, the behind the scenes, if you see me use two reviews over that week... That means I only found yeah, two reviews. different lines from yeah, the same review. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, it began... Or uh, if I go an ending. back and I say, with the Academy Award winning star of... Oh, nice. That one's good. So then at least the word Academy Award is in there. People yeah. know that they did something good before. Yeah, you know, yeah Golden Globe nominee blank stars yeah. in... And you're like, well, that seems like you're saying the movie is maybe good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, sometimes it's just, oh, there's nothing for this. Yeah, the peak <laughs> behind the curtain. I'm, yeah. I'm amazed you find any sometimes. Like, it's not, I mean, you know, our, our quality control is pretty good. Yeah. But So it's usually just like some kid's movie I would never have watched anyway. But. Or the other trick is Film Fest, because Film mm. Fest have to say nice things True. about the movie. Yeah. So if it's Lady Bird, which got good reviews anyhow, and you go to the Sundance page, it's all... Because they... Same thing. They want people to come. But then you get to quote that and go, Sundance! Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, man. You haven't had to use Twitter uh, reviews yet. No. Uh, like, just Twitter users. People like, like, wait a minute. Yeah, at moviebuff666 says... <laughs> like, oh, my God. At ericlovesfilms.org. Yeah. At Eric works at Mayfair. You're like, wait a minute. Uh, this, yeah. That one seems tainted somehow. <laughs> <laughs> this is all I feel like we should do that though yeah. at some point we're gonna get to that point you know 
So my favorite part about working with Anya, which I don't get to do enough, is she always updates me with how horrible the dating world is. Yeah, how's the dating world? No, we're married. We don't know. And it makes me feel better because I'm married and I'm like, yeah. oh, God, I'm so glad I don't got to date anymore. That's literally, my wife and I say that almost every week. We're just yeah. like, when we hear about something <laughs> terrible or someone mentions Tinder, I'm just like, I'm really glad we never have to deal with that again. I'm Lucky sorry. you. Yeah, this is a bad, this is a bad <laughs> intro into you talking, I guess. But, but I feel very wise because, or last time... <laughs> I got to, it, it was Mayfair night. There was three Mayfair ladies out getting drunk because one of them was having a bad time. Nice. And then Anya was getting off work and I said, I happened to be talking to Gwen and drunk Gwen, I think, was like, send her over. <laughs> so they were, where were they? Anya joined. Oh, Camino. Oh, okay. Gotcha. It was great. That works. Yeah. So you got to do like a ladies night. We did a ladies night. We talked about how guys suck and we yeah. all drank. <laughs> what were we, the, what's that mixed drink with Tequila. Oh, I mean, that could be anything, I guess. Uh, uh, is it a zombie? I think no, that is No, no, no. Nobody orders a zombie anymore. I only think it's tequila cool. Tequila and lime there. It's... Oh. Margarita. We were having margaritas. Oh, margarita. kind of sad Sorry. that we couldn't come up with that. I don't drink. What's the most popular yeah. mixed drink ever? I'm like, oh, I don't know. Margaritas and tacos. And we... Let's, Jeez. I think it was... We stayed out till like two. Yeah. Oh, man. Just talking about boys. Everyone's venting. Well, not every... I mean, I assume Gwen had nothing but great things to say about, about guys. But... She did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting right here. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She, that's why. No, she did. She's like, no, she was really going yeah, on yeah. about her. She's like, and then let me start. He, you know, he keeps trying to get me to watch this Clone Wars. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it won't stop. Well, it was also at that point in the night. I was like, I couldn't believe Josh like suggested that I come. I was like, I thought Josh didn't like my guts. And she's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> he didn't, he like, didn't like my guts. <laughs> So I was like, yay, Josh likes me. <laughs> that was the takeaway from the evening. Forget boys, but Josh likes me. But I think yeah, just... But I was having, like, I was getting mixed signals from Alex. He was the museum guy. Oh, yeah. Was just, like, very Fair. confused. But I anyway. just think we could cut any names for yeah. slanderous reasons. She doesn't seem to care. But... What? No. I, <laughs> I never imagined... I won't say... But I never imagined dating when you have a job like the Mayfair. Yeah. Because if you think the Mayfair is cool and you're dating somebody at the Mayfair and it ends with anything less of marriage, you can't, <laughs> yeah. you can't come back to the Mayfair. No, yeah. Or like a very amicable grown-up split, you know? It's tough. Yeah. But like, if it goes wrong, you can't come back here. I just meant just putting up a, like a wanted sign, you know? <laughs> but like, if not that, it would at least be uncomfortable if you come and the person you dumped is selling yeah. you a ticket you have to make icon, you know like yeah because yeah. you can't find out the staff schedule ahead of time really. yeah <laughs> like, it's not as much as it would be easier for everyone i guess but yeah but that's the biggest thing i i wouldn't have back in the day dated somebody at well i guess target is younger than gwen and i but something like that because <laughs> i can't imagine them being like oh can never go back to target again oh man yeah. even, even like i worked at hmv for three years and even then like dating coworkers felt weird you know first of all i'm working here but i also enjoyed going there i mean yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's just I, for, for here especially like this is my fortress of solitude I couldn't yeah. imagine like <laughs> yeah, thankfully so. I got married so I can still enjoy coming here next guy I date I'm gonna tell him that I work at the Bytown or something oh there, no one is finding out about the Mayfair never this is gonna be my yeah. baby forever just yeah. say, no just say like you vet just totally lie oh yeah <laughs> What's gonna go? the, the worst case scenario is it becomes serious and you're like funny story yeah yeah Not or his vet. cat starts choking while they're on a he's like oh my god thank god you're a vet you just no, no, whiskers <laughs> you say you're like Heimlichking whiskers yeah you're like I saw this on a show I think and he's like what you said you were a vet he's like no I, I'm a veteran like 
<laughs> My uh, biology textbook does something. Stomach yeah. is here on a human, so on a cat, it must yeah. be around the same size. I haven't got to cats yet. I'm only good at dogs. <laughs> the only good thing about dating, and I've said this to Anya before, because Anya was studying film and and writing and stuff like that, is and it really does make for good writing. Yeah. And they say you can't just sit in your basement all day and write. Most stories, <laughs> even if they're like the science Jedi. fiction, they come from meeting people and traveling and funny stories and mm-hmm. like, you know, like so a bad like I'm sure Reality Bites was all pseudo true stories. Any romantic yeah. comedy you see is loosely based on a true story. Yeah. So like just the trip to Newfoundland, so much happened in Newfoundland and like I could write three movies based off of just what happened in Newfoundland, so... That's a script you could get grant money for. So much happened in Newfoundland. <laughs> yeah, like, just that title. She's, she's also French, so you can, like, oh, you can get francophone money yeah. for it, too. Like, yeah. yeah. Put some bilingualism in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah a couple lines. It. And we'll be in it, too. I mean, yeah. I, I don't want to speak for Josh, but he and I playing, will both be in it. Yeah? Are you going to be playing Bobby? <laughs> you play Zach? Yeah. Or vice versa? I'm always going to be Bobby. <laughs> it's a funny... Like, but I always think of De Niro from The Fan. Bobby! Bobby! All I can do... Not Bobby from Chopper, well, also, Chopper Johns and, and Bobby from Bobby's World I can do that <laughs> I can nail that or maybe it's I shouldn't maybe I've never done that but still now you know I can do that impression if you need it in the movie I can be like an extra it's the most I can do it's true. you, you want to be the Terry the owner again. at Chopper Johns he dances with us yeah he dances oh my god he is so great but is, um, is that when you kiss the cod or is it this or a different night it was his bar that where I kissed the cod and Tommy the cod had his first threesome that night. We oh, were God. three girls kissing oh. the cod. I never see the words Tommy and threesome never go well in this and podcast. And I hope I would never hear them. And now, but yeah, cod isn't better. But I don't know. What a trip! I'm not going to title the episode that. I don't. I don't so, yeah, you have so many choices already for titles. I don't even know where to begin. Okay. Bobby at Trapper Johns. It's Trapper Johns. Trapper Johns sounds real, so I'm down for this. So we're so into laughing at the horrors of dating. But I haven't even dating. talked about the horrors of dating. I know, we haven't even done anything. But that's okay. I'm it's, just done with guys for yeah. quite some time. Yeah. And now my new relationship is going to be with my three jobs. So. <laughs> oh my yeah. god. That's good. That's still good. I You're mean, young. That's healthy, right? Yeah. yeah. Totally I'm happy. healthy. <laughs> <laughs> Make a lot of money. Everything yes. will be fine. As long as you can still go out for girls' nights and vent about guys, like, that's more fun But we fun won't even have to vent about guys, because they're a thing of the past. Yeah. True. That's what's great. Guys are so passe now, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> except if they're your husband. You guys are married, so true. you don't have to worry about that. And we're both great, great guys, so it's totally <laughs> <Yeah>. fine. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yeah, you said something about a movie theater? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let us chat about the movie screening from August 31st to September 6th. It's a good week this week. Yeah, um, there's some mm-hmm. real heavy hitters. We have Held Over, Three Identical Strangers, which puts it in its... Seven? Sixth week. Sixth? All right, I over But uh, I know into the future that it's back next week for one show, which Ooh. makes seven weeks. So seven. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. We have a movie coming out called Puzzle. Which is from the producer of Little Miss Sunshine and Loving, both very good films. Mm-hmm. It stars Kelly McDonald, who I really like. She was the voice of the main character in Brave. Oh, okay. She has oh, the man. most amazing Scottish voice. Weird. Uh, yeah. Her voice I, melts me. I, I had love no it. idea that's who that was. Yeah. It is a little indie film about a suburban mother and jigsaw puzzles. And 
looks like a very you know Sundance kind of yeah, movie. I think it, I honestly just based on the description and the people in it and the poster, I think it's gonna be great. Yeah. I well, I'm also projecting because I want it to be great, but movie like, about puzzles. I mean, how could that be bad? Even it, like we're at the point now where whatever I see that we book, I'm like, I bet you that's gonna be good. And yeah. I click on it, and I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Then we have Eighth Grade, which I've learned a bit about from the talk show circuit, watching talk shows. It's directed by a guy named Bo Burnham, who came to fame thanks to the internet, thanks to YouTube. That's what Ooh. Melissa apparently was a big fan. She was like, it's Bo Burnham. And I was like, that name doesn't mean anything to me. And she was like, he does internet stuff. I was like, oh, all right. Yeah, and it was somebody, Colbert or Conan, one of them was saying that, you know, you hear that and you, you expect the worst. Yeah, yeah, you roll your eyes. But it's a guy who did a bunch of cool sketches and articles online, and now he's doing his first feature, and it's about a grade 8 girl, 8th grade. And it's getting rave reviews, mm-hmm. won an award at Sundance London. The kid is a... She's not just a kid kid. She's actually an actor kid. But I think a lot of the kids in the movie are 8th graders. Yeah. So cute. Yeah, yeah. That's fun. I'm gonna yeah, cry. She loves it already. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna cry. And it's, it's rated 14A here, but in the states it's rated R Ooh. because of I think just language and maybe a couple of you know it's eighth grade kids. But the big thing a lot of people are saying is it's a good movie for parents to go to with their eighth graders. Okay. Oh, okay. Because you get to say like, oh, see, that's what you do if this bad thing happens to you, or yeah. you know, drugs are bad, or this kid's <laughs> cool, you know, like so. It's it's not R rated, a la. Porkies. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, Some would try even wick. more. Yeah, so it's a nice, like, girl power, strong female lead, eighth grade girl. Yeah, like dramatic I, comedy. I keep so. thinking of Lady Bird, and I, like, I don't want to attach the two of them, but yeah. I'm like, there's a lot of you know. I have a feeling similar... it might be an eighth grade Lady Bird. Yeah, Aww. like a prequel. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah so much. There you go. Bring Kleenexes. I'm gonna come to the nine o'clock show by myself while, while my lovely <laughs> awesome wife is sleeping. So, yeah. I don't know. Like, you remember the 8th grade, right? When you were a girl in the 8th grade? I'm going to go see this uh, by myself. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> then we have a Canadian film, Ottawa premiere, Trench 11. Oh, I'm pretty Complete excited. Complete opposite end of the spectrum. This one's a World War II horror film set in, or sorry, World War One set in the trenches. And then it has kind of a zombie sci-fi yeah. twist to it. It's weird. Uh, and I, I remember this because when I first saw it, you know, we're so used to seeing World War Two. That it really yeah. sort of catches you off guard when you see World War One. You have to like do a double take. Yeah. And I didn't even like this has been getting great reviews, but my friend Werner Argentier is in this film. Cool. And I didn't even Ooh. know that. Yeah. Right. And so I, I was like, oh, we're getting this cool film. And then he was like, hey guys, I'm in this movie. And I was like, oh my god, I know him. This movie in theater, I know also. Like he's in it. Like has yeah, yeah. He's actually stuff? yeah. He's, cool. uh, he's an actor. And uh, yeah, he he was in a little known 1992 Canadian classic called Psycho Pike, which Psycho never Pike. actually. <laughs> It never got an official release. <laughs> see, it sounds like a bit. I str- Where did you I, see the movie? I'm going to pull that laugh. That was the craziest <laughs> Wicked Witch of the West. Laugh. Oh my God. The best thing is I even told him, I was like, I'm going to mention you in the podcast. I'll tell you about it. And now he's going to be like, oh yeah, that movie you were in. Huge laugh afterwards. But Sorry. I assure you, it is a funny movie. Uh, yeah. So you're not there totally you but yeah, no, it, amazing film. Uh, he had a brief role in it, and that's how I knew him. And now he's actually in real movies. Cool, you know? cool. That's good. Anya's really excited about both of his films. <laughs> I don't want to spoiler, but does he get to like fight monsters in it? And stuff? Uh, he do doesn't know? even like. I do. Oh man, I, yeah. It's there is like a VHS leak of that, and oh. uh, and I always hoped. I even know the guy who owns like who the producer who has the reels and everything. And I've always wanted to be like, oh my god, somebody released this. Uh, I can be involved in special features and talk about how much I love this movie. Yeah. But he yeah, he has a brief role as a German. I want to say exchange student but German tourist and he's just basically looking for an outhouse and he's like 
you you have uh, you know Althausen or something like or Shithaus I think he calls it. <laughs> Yeah. And it's really funny. He's he's in it very briefly, but it's a really funny role. And like you know, I've, I've always uh, liked him for that. And, and he's a great guy. So you should come That's out and cool. see it because because he was in Psycho Pike. That's why you should come yeah. out. But it's, <laughs> that's the best. It's the best that's but ever done. For is that it movie. Psycho Pike like? P-I-K-E. K-E, like yes, fish. Yes, it's, it's like Jaws, but with a giant But pipe. with a pipe. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even... I know, I know. And That's so good that it is. It is. It literally was made in cottage country, and it's the funniest movie. It's one of my favorite movies. I'm not it's even joking. Movie. It's like a woost. Oh, my God. Yeah, they never got a sequel, so, you know, who knows what's going to happen with that. I could go on a whole other podcast just about Psychopath, but... Next time. <laughs> Sorry. You guys got to go back to work, and I got to watch the 9 o'clock movie. That's true. So we got to... We already tired. We'll keep... Uh, it's close. Oh, close We got okay. one more movie. Finally... Solo, a Star Wars story. <laughs> Which is funny that all that preamble and now we're actually allowed to talk about Star Wars. Yeah. And I'm like, good night, guys. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's heard all the news about this. I wish it was a Lord and Miller film because I'm a big fan of those guys. I love yeah. Lego Movie. I love Last Man on Earth. I, uh, 21 Jump Street. Mm-hmm. Most importantly, a really great little show called Clone High. Gotta love it. Which I complimented on... It was before they announced they got the Han Solo gig, and they said they were going to a special announcement. And I put on Twitter, "Oh, it's a Clone High movie, right?" Got and, and they replied to me about it, and they were like, nice. Some, "It's something different." Uh, you know? I thought you were going to say, "Yeah, we're hoping to do that," or like you no. were going to have a big tip here. And I'm like, no, "Oh, yeah, but, Wesley." But nonetheless, even though I'm sad that they got canned off the movie, as a trying to be neutral observer. It's a really good movie. It's fun. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's always hard to judge because I'm so in the trenches of Star Wars, but I thought Trench the actors 11. were good. I thought it had a crazy train heist scene. Oh, that was amazing. The score was good. It was mm-hmm. fun. And it's always hard for me to judge, but I'm pretty sure you can just watch it. Like, if you're not a Star Wars fan, I think so. you can just watch it, and it's a story of a young guy who's a rogue in outer space. Yeah. You know? And Woody Harrelson, he pulls it off yet again. Like yeah. He's just one of those dudes where you're just like, oh, great, Planet of the Apes, yeah, this will be good. And then yeah. you're like, how is he still good in everything? Like, he's just, because you always think it'll pull you out, or you're like, oh, that's yeah, Woody. Yeah. He's really, really good. Yeah, Woody Harrelson, whether he's doing straight comedy or drama or playing the good guy or the bad guy, and that's why he works so well in this part, which I won't spoil in case you haven't seen it, but he's a rogue, yeah. and you kind of don't know whether he's good or bad. He kind of goes back and forth. Yeah. And I thought the movie did really well of over and over again twisting on that. Mm-hmm. And by the time you get to the end, yeah. six things have happened. And he, and he is a criminal. I mean, yeah. so it, technically at base level, he's one of the bad guys. But, you know, who's the good guy? Like, we're rooting against, you know, like the Empire, uh, you know, they're just a misunderstood, right? And I think if, if we could go back in time, and if Han Solo was released in December instead of May yeah. I think it would have been a lot less trouble it's true I think maybe just people were like oh I just saw a Star Wars movie summer was crazy packed with, with your Deadpools and your yeah. Avengers and your yeah. Black Panthers yeah. and it did not flop it just did half as good as the last couple Star Wars movies Yeah, but it still made a profit it's going to make Blu-ray money I'm sure it sold some merchandise it's not the end of the franchise but it's just it's the first time a live action Star Wars thing kind of faltered a little bit yeah it wasn't a smash I guess is like yeah. kind of the thing and it's and it's still you know like what what, what is not success you know and, like, and you look at it and movies that people think are successful like say Lady Bird or Shape of the Water Han Solo made five times that much money yeah which means four or five times the amount as people saw it mm-hmm. so from the average person's point of view they're like oh it made 
four hundred million dollars. Yeah, I don't know. You know, that's, that's and we've good. we've discussed before a lot yeah. of his budget stuff. You know, where it's just like <laughs> cut fifty million out and you got yourself a hit. Yeah, yeah. But same with the Meg, actually, where it's just like, how about don't have a hundred fifty million dollar budget <laughs> and then now they're just breaking even with like a four hundred million dollar worldwide gross. You're like, well, yeah, they're they're starting to get smarter with that though. You're seeing big movies with a slightly smaller budget, mm-hmm. and they get smart because. They just went crazy. Like, yeah. Every movie, $250 million. Yeah. And the, the next DC movie for the Joker, and this isn't little, but it's going to be like $70 million. And that's a big difference between 200 Yeah. Like if Avengers, or sorry, if Justice League was $200 million and Joker is $70 million, yeah. it just means they got to make less, you know? So, <laughs> so it does feel weird, though, because that seems low budget. For, I know. And yeah. you're just like, God, they're not even going to have anything in that movie. What does he just walk around? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> It's him sitting in an office for two hours. Yeah, it's like, I'm in. But yeah, I really like Han Solo. I'm going to see it again while we have it because, of course, then it will be locked away in those pesky Disney vaults forever yeah, and ever. That's one of the reasons I'm coming. Uh-huh. Like, a second time, you know, why not? And best theater in town, so what are you going to do? Right? And I think there might be a lot of people who, you know, a handful of folks who didn't see it. I've had a few people asking about it. The average person doesn't go see a movie a week. Yeah. Like, my uncle is a movie fan, and he maybe goes once a month. That means if he went to see... You know, Avengers, he might not have time to go see Han Solo. And yeah. all of a sudden, and he was asking me the last few weeks, like, you, are you guys getting this? And I'm like, yeah, we're going to get it. I yeah. promise you. So I'm hoping there's folks like that, too, who are maybe too busy in the summertime. Yeah. We'll catch it right now. So I hope it does well for us. Or um, they can just be like, I'm a member and six bucks is nothing to me. So yeah. bam. Like, does it play on Thursday? Yeah, Wednesday? it plays it Thursday night at 845. And then the long Wednesday. weekend, Saturday, Sunday, Monday at 1. Yeah. Not Wednesday, though? No. <laughs> the one day. That's the one I want. It's like we gotta keep planning yeah. our thing around staff schedules. It's not around over. staff schedules. It's so I don't know if you remember Mr. Monday. Oh right. yeah. From way way back when I thought that Mr. Monday stopped showing up. Well, guess who showed up today? Mr. Monday. No no. Mr. Monday. Mr. Wednesday. Mr. Now Wednesday. Was Mr. Wednesday. Oh. So this is two Wednesdays in a row that Mr. Monday shows up on a Wednesday. So I think Mr. Monday is now a Mr. Wednesday. So now I want to start working on Wednesday so I can talk to Mr. Wednesday. But if he's a Star Wars fan, he'll be coming on Thursday then. I know. Think about it. Everybody come out and see if Anya meets up with Mr. Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Backstory. Anya was stalking a guy who came here on Monday. Correct. <laughs> Stalking's a harsh word. Accurate. He visited my workplace and you were on here. Mondays, and I happened to be working That's like on reverse Mondays. stalking. <laughs> he had the nerve to come to a movie theater. Yeah. Maybe he was stalking me. He always coming on Mondays. That's like possible. when I worked at a movie theater in Vancouver, and Jillian Anderson came in. Man. She's stalking me. I'm just there. I'm at work. This is the first time I've heard either of those stories. Yeah. I didn't know where to begin with that. I'll tell it next time, but I, yeah. she's uh, she's three feet tall and very nice. That's so what I'll tell. Yeah. And she has a new book coming out, so uh, oh. I think there's a chapter about you meeting her Maybe. in Vancouver like, or something. I, I met a, a young college lad at yeah, a movie yeah. theater. He served me coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had got his name. <laughs> this is good. I'm, I'm excited about life. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Wednesday, if you're listening, you you know where to find me. Yeah. I'm going to call this episode Mr. Wednesday. Yeah. See you, <laughs> see you Thursday, Mr. Wednesday, formerly, a.k.a. Mr. Monday. <laughs> Okay, we're gonna wrap this up because there's lots of good reasons. Yeah, what's playing? So whatever's playing now is gonna wrap up soon. We Ocean, gotta, Ocean's Eight. Ocean's Eight. We gotta let the people out of Ocean's Eight. Thanks for listening. Go visit our friends at House of Targa across the street. My favorite thing to do now is, if I'm not working, is I'm gonna go to Sunday brunch and then come into the one o'clock show. Ooh. It's gonna be a perfect afternoon. That's man. Yeah. I should do that. I'm coming on Monday. Now I feel like an idiot for not coming Sunday. <laughs> you fool. I gotta change everything now. You can find us online at MayfairTheater.ca. We're on all the Instagrams, Twitters, Facebooks. <laughs> Other things. <laughs> the things. There are other. There'll be something else. We're not on Letterboxd, but you know, other things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good luck. 
everyone. <laughs> I was going to say Anya, but then I was like, that seems, I don't want, I feel like we've focused too much on her this episode. Yeah. Mr. Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Tell Good luck, Mr. You Wednesday. You were wearing a green bandana. Oh. You, you know uh, who you are. You know, You're a dog person. It's that one guy with the dog and the green bandana. That's awesome. I don't know if he actually has a dog, but he seems like a dog person. Well, there you go. <laughs> See you at Isle of Dogs a few months ago. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Mr. Wednesday. Bye, Bye Mr. Wednesday. <laughs> Farewell. I hope he comes back. We put in so much time for Mr. Thursday or whatever. I already forgot the date. <laughs> <laughs> Who is he again? The history of two generations of crime. The drama of absolute power and the men who violate it. The Godfather, part two. What is your name? Don Vito Corleone and his son Michael. Both had seen the ones they loved most cut down before their eyes. Both had killed as an act of vengeance. Both commanded the most powerful and merciless crime organization in the world. Is it true that in the year 1950, you devised the murder of the heads of the so-called five families in New York? It's a complete falsehood. They would take any measures. I mean, you've won. You want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. Just my enemies. Make any arrangement. Michael? We're bigger than U.S. steel. Order any death to protect the empire they controlled. The Godfather and his heir. Both were men of ice and both were targets. Please, please stay inside. Keep them alive. We'll try. Alive! The Godfather Part 2 is Sicily in 1921. And Nevada in 1958. It is revolution in Havana. And rubout in New York. It is manipulation. It would be like trying to kill the president. There's no way we can get to it. If anything in this life is certain, if history's taught us anything, it says you can kill anyone. It is murder. And it is betrayal. It was a son, a son, and I had it killed because this must all end. The Godfather Part Two is the final chapter in the violent history of the Corleone crime family. It is the motion picture masterpiece of the year.